is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. I have with me today resident expert, Eric Hersey. Eric, how are you this morning? I'm fantastic. Just got finished uh, thinking about bullet journaling. Decided not to. Just, uh, you know, I'm here today. I'm, I'm happy to talk with you. Good. Good and, deal. What, resident expert, though. That's that's the question in, in mind here. I'm not really sure. That was pretty vague, Todd. Pretty well, vague. I mean, you do live somewhere. Therefore, you're a resident. And For certainly now. there's got to be something that you're good at and therefore now. expertise. We're we'll all resident experts at something. Okay. Um, you know, some of us might be resident experts at letting Netflix just continue to play 24 seven while we sit on the couch and do nothing, but Hey, that's your expertise. What, <laughs> what are you going to do? Put it on your LinkedIn now. There you go. So Eric, you know, let's face it. There, there are areas where you do have expertise. Same here. Uh, you know, we're, we, we all have our own, whether it be professional or hobbies or, or just things that we have a knack for and people know that you have a knack for that thing. And folks often will reach out to us for, for help, for advice, for assistance, which generally speaking, I, I'm all in favor of helping out my, my fellow human, you know, helping them, you know, to do a thing, especially if it's something that I know or think I know a fair bit about and they're, they're novices. But I think there's also points where, you know, that can maybe get, maybe go a bit too far to where you're no law. It, it's sort of the teach a man to fish as opposed to just consistently giving them fish for yourself. And I, I, I wanted to get a conversation going with you on your thoughts and maybe some ways that we can sort of help people to help themselves, sort of teach them to fish sort of a situation. I, are you up? I think that are you up for that kind of conversation this morning? Yeah, I, I, I will also give you some dialogue uh, to go along with that. So I'm up for the conversation. I will partake. Uh, I'll actually start here and say this is um, I am the first one that falls that fell victim of knowing or having someone that can do things for me. Um, it can essentially cripple your growth as a human being. And I'm not saying this is severely you know, crippled, but I have been very fortunate for the last 10, probably almost 15 years to be in very close proximity to a guy that can do everything handy. Okay. Um, and we're speaking about my father-in-law who basically uh, helped me <laughs> completely remodel one home and, and uh, sell it. And then essentially helped me build on to another home in which we're selling it. So he's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears from him have put into this, and we have only been able to, uh, you know, become better for it. But in the process, when I have myself any type of issue, a lot of times it was a quick text message, hey, I have a leaky faucet. What, you know, what's, what's the deal? And a lot of times it was a matter <laughs> of he'd come over and fix the problem. Um, and then I realized over time, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, this, could be dangerous in a sense because I have not learned or, or tried to seek out how to do this myself, which means I'm becoming very dependent on somebody else to fix these things that typically you learn from trial and error or you right. figure out, oh, crap, uh, like I have this issue. I better pay to get somebody to fix it, you know, so or or you kind of then start doing that whole little thing of, all right, well, what's the if I have to put a couple hours in to learn how to do it? Or I have to pay somebody X amount of dollars to do it. What's one? But I was just kind of afforded the ability to be like, hey, I have a problem. Can you fix it? And right. I think that has been my my problem in like 
although I've gained a lot because I've been part of every process. Like I do know how to essentially drywall or build, you know, add on rooms or do electricity stuff to an ex to a extent. Um, I'm also kind of stuck by, by not being an expert and, or if my son in the few years says, Hey, I need you to fix this plumbing. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. So right. that is, uh, that is my main problem. So even over the net last couple months, I said, you know what, from now on, not asking for anybody's help. I'm going to figure out how to do it myself. And there are lots of mechanisms to do that. So Todd, why don't you fill us in maybe some of your ideas of how we can kind of learn those things. Sure. And so like, like you said, there, there, there are a lot of you know resources available to us in this day and age. That wasn't necessarily always the case. I'm not, you know, ancient, but I'm still old enough to remember a time before the internet. And if, you know, you wanted to learn how to do a thing, you either had to go to somebody who knew how to do a thing and learn it from them, or you had to go to the library and find a book on how to, how to do plumbing, for example. That's, that's a fine example. You'd, you'd have to go find a Mr. Fix-It book at the library and, and do all that research and, and figure it out for yourself, or you had to know somebody who knew this stuff. And that was all good. Nowadays, we, we've, got it, we've got it pretty good that you have a powerful computer in your pocket right now that you can pull out and, and type in, how do I fix a leaky faucet? and immediately get access to hundreds of articles and videos that will show you every possible permutation of what it is that you're trying to do and how to, how to address that situation. And in some cases, you don't even have to type. You can just go, hey, Siri, how do I fix this faucet? And you're welcome, listeners who are listening to the Toddcast on speakers, and your Siri is now searching for plumbing techniques. You're welcome. That's a little gift from me to you. But it's, you know, it's, it's really easy to find. A lot of this stuff. I, I recently encountered this, you know, our back patio is a little worse for wear. It's, you know, the, the paving stones are, are starting to, you know, get a little, little unlevel. The, the fence is, is looking a little haggard and I've never done either of those things, but, you know, sitting out back on a smoke break, it just popped open the browser, typed in, how do you redo patio paving stones? And immediately I watched like three different quick YouTube videos, read a couple of things and like, okay, cool. This is something I think I can do. You know, sometimes you, you make those inquiries and you'll find out that there's a lot more to it, that you just don't have the tools or materials to do a thing, but you at least know that, like that it kind of helps you make that decision of, is this something that I can or should do myself or should I hire an expert sort of piece? And I think step one is just making those initial inquiries because it'd be real easy for me to call somebody up and be like, Hey man, how do I redo these paving stones? And if that's something they've done, they, they, you know, they can tell me and that's quick and easy and that's great. But I imagine they have lives and have things they want to do. They're not the on-call free paver advice guy. So just, just a couple of quick things that, you know, I can do to empower myself with that information and save them from having to be Mr. Paver for all time. Yeah, I think what's uh, what I um, attest this to, and I think we talked about it the other day when we were talking about moving. Um, <laughs> when you buy a truck, you're you are now signed up to be the the uh, you know that guy that all, is always there to help you move, and that's not necessarily right. why people buy trucks. Now, granted, you have that for for you and I, you know, knowing certain things make us the default guy to help with whether it be phone related issues. Because for years I worked on telephones, so like I could help most people with telephones. Todd, I'm sure you you know when it comes to VCRs, technology in general, you've been very savvy and very helpful for that. I have been 
known as the web guy. So if you have any issues with anything on the internet, and right. and and I know we've touched this before, and and to most people, if you work on a computer in any area, that means you know everything about computers. Uh, oh yeah, whether it be we, routers, cables, whether it be DNS settings on your host, like all that, you're supposed you know it all. Oh yeah, which isn't the case, we, but that is some. Oh no, we are we are the default computer guys. If if somebody yeah. you know is is having a computer issue. One of the two of us is getting a call and like, hey, what's what's the deal with that? And, you know, in some cases, we do know what the heck we're talking about. In other cases, it, it, I'll be honest, there's times where we're like, hey, Todd, I got this thing going on with my computer. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. And meanwhile, I'm typing furiously into Google what their problem is to find out what it is, you know, so that I can, you know, give that advice because I don't inherently know it. Uh, yeah, I've been <laughs> that, same, that same boat. Yeah. So, but either way, like, there's nothing wrong with being the product expert of something. You will oh, no. get calls. You know, for instance, I, I will call. I'll call somebody if I need help on food. You know, I couldn't figure out like if I needed to find out what the internal temperature or or of a chicken's supposed to be. Like, right there, I could easily call one person and be like, "Hey, you've been cooking your whole life. You know this right offhand." Um, but what I've decided or developed is that by making that call, you don't necessarily commit to. The process and the process is it's more about critical thinking and ability to answer all problems it's not about solving the one but if mm -hmm. you can get the process down to figure out oh i solved this problem by doing this i can probably solve this other unrelated problem by doing similar things which uh you know you and i can kind of discuss some of the methods because some people were saying, well, you just ask Google or ask Alexa or Siri. Well, there's other methods out there that can kind of help. So we'll take a break. And then when we get back, we'll go ahead and discuss those. All right. And we are back. Todd, so Google is your first option, right? It, it, you know, you've heard people say Google it for years. It's become uh, synonymous for when you have a problem, Google it. Well, right. it, it bears... It's kind of crazy, but there are people out there that don't necessarily understand how to do that and or what we even mean, which is is not troubling, but it's just that's how it is. I mean, I guess if you ask if you time warped me back to the 1920s and said, you know, <laughs> do the Charleston, I wouldn't have a clue how to do that. And people would look at me like I'm crazy. Right. No, so that's that's fair. But you, you're, you're, you're right. And it's it's something that, you know, I guess possibly because I am a computer guy. I just take it as a given that you know how to do this. Much like if you looked at a famous chef and said, yeah, I, I really don't know how to saute because I've never done anything that involves sauteing. They're going to look at you like you're like you're some sort of weirdo. And the other thing I think that relates to the whole Googling and whether you know how to Google or not uh, kind of goes back. I mean, like I'll give some benefit of the doubt in that technology has changed and it's something that changes pretty rapidly. Like I remember the days where to Google something, you had to go, you know, go to your browser. You actually yeah. had to go to Google and then type in your 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 search terms. And those search terms had to be pretty sort of specific, the way in which you worded those in order to get the results that you're after. Like if you just like you couldn't just type in how do I fix a leaky faucet? and expect decent answers. You'd get ads for faucets and things about leaks. Like you wouldn't necessarily get the information you're after. Whereas nowadays, and you can probably speak way more in depth on this than I can, given that this is sort of your deal. You know, the algorithms have improved to where nowadays you don't even have to go to Google. And I could get into a humorous, well, I think humorous side note about how a certain person that I know and love dearly 
ever, whenever she goes to Google something, still goes to the address bar and types in google.com, waits for that page to load, and then types in her search terms. And I hmm. chuckle every time, and she gets pretty upset with me whenever I do that. But pro tip, you can just, when you open your browser, the little address bar up at the top, the little place where you say, this is where I want to go, just type your question there. Like, you can literally type, how do I fix a leaky faucet? And it will automatically take you to Google and give you the top things on that list are designed to be the best answers for your question. And it really is that simple. And I don't know that necessarily everyone realizes that that's the case. I think there's still some stuff with computers to where people who are not, quote, computer people, there's still an aura of mystery around it where they feel like, no, that's too easy. It's It's got to be trickier than that. And therefore just don't go that route because it, it can't be that straightforward. Yeah, that's, um, you know, and I can kind of get in the weeds and I won't go too far in the weeds because I will bore everyone and we'll save it for another, you know, my side, one of my side projects where I create a podcast where I just go in the weeds of nerdy stuff. So search engines, which is Google, right? And if you right. don't want Google, you can use Yahoo or Bing. Those are not your browsers, right? Th those are not, like Google Chrome and, and Internet Explorer are not, your search engines. So they're, a search engine is the direct website. We are most prominently, we know Google. That is the industry leader. And their whole right. job is to find every, pretty much every resource out on the internet, every page, and kind of categorize them. So that way, when you type in a specific search, their whole job is to give you the most realistic and best answer for what you typed in, okay? And that is they're graded by that so back oh, in the yeah. day like you said if you typed in how to fix a leaky faucet and you got a bunch of ads saying buy this faucet today and you got only corporate ads and stuff and nobody actually addressed the problem you're going to head over to bing and try it so the goal for these places are to really really give you the best options because they don't want you to go el elsewhere you know right so and then nowadays they're really good at understanding intent and this is where some people don't realize the words that you type in, when you write in a question, they know that you're trying to probably fix something, which means they're going to give you video tutorials. They're going to give you picture documents with step-by-step -step pictures. They're going to give you blogs written by professionals in that, in that area. And your first page is primarily, besides your ads, because they're still going to try to make money, you're, you're primarily going to get all the information you need to actually fix that. And you're not going to have to cipher through all this garbage content. Um, they're pretty darn good nowadays at giving you a lot of good information, you know, on those first 10 listings, 20 listings or so forth. Oh yeah. Cause that's their job. That's their expertise. They, they are the search guys. That's, that's what they do. And they're, you know, like you said, if you, if they don't give you what you're after on that first page, they've, they failed and they know you're going to go somewhere else. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so that, so essentially all you have to do, like you said, you just go to your browser. And in this case, you do the same from your phone. And mo most searches are done from a mobile phone nowadays. So honestly, you can pick Safari, you can pick, you, you know, your Google Chrome app. Um, it doesn't really matter. You type in, you know, what you're looking for and you can get very sophisticated with your terms. Like for instance, I deal with websites that break all the time and they'll give me error codes and I just copy that entire line says, this is the error code and paste it in there. And there's usually an answer somewhere where that tells oh, yeah. you exactly what the problem is. Oh yeah. 
So I also think, Todd, um, YouTube is also showing up on those results. What's your thoughts on using YouTube to um, essentially help you solve some of your major problems or questions? I think there's an element here of personal preference, but I also think it, it, it relies largely on what it is you're trying to do. And, and the reason I say, you know, the personal preference bit is I'll, I'll be real honest. There's a fair bit of my, you know, Googling and trying to learn things about the world around me and or how to do a thing that takes place while I'm sitting on the couch with, with Abby watching a TV show, taking that in and also noodling around on my phone. And, you know, we're watching a thing and like, Ooh, I want to know more about that. And I'll search that. Um, I guess to, to give an example, either shortly before or shortly after the pandemic started, I was, I was trying to find sort of a, a passive hobby, something that I can do while watching TV. Because Abby's often sitting over there cross-stitching or, or drawing, or th something that she can do while she's watching TV that doesn't really require, you know, 100% attention so she can do it. And I, a lot of my hobbies aren't like that. And I thought, you know what? Um, people make all sorts of cool stuff out of paracord, little, little you know pouches and, and belts and, and whatever. I think I might try that. And so I just randomly occurred to me, I'm like, well, let me see how hard it is to figure out how to do this thing. I want to learn a new skill. And so I searched, you know, paracord, how, you know, how, how do I make things out of paracord? And, you know, it does give you a bunch of video results up front, which is great, except that I can't really watch those and watch TV, at least not with the sound on, because I'm going to interrupt somebody. So, you know, there, there's a time and place. And a lot of the times and places where I'm doing these things, like I just can't watch a video. Like I'm, I, I would rather see an article that that you know talks me through it because I can read that while the TV's playing and not disrupt anybody. Sure. There, there are other times, you know, I'm sitting out back having a cigarette and want to know that to where video is the best way. Like actually seeing someone do that in real time and explain it makes the most sense. You know, so I think it kind of depends on what it is you're doing, and you know, sort of what your environment is at the time, kind of determines well, whether or not I personally go for video or you know other websites but i think in a lot of cases yeah video is the way to go like having someone well it's also depends on what you're that. searching for if yeah. you're searching for a fact if you're just searching for i i basically said alexa what is what's the internal temperature of a cooked pork chop and you'll say eric it's 165 degrees i didn't need a video for that now correct if i said correct my dishwasher, and then I can find out the exact make and model of my dishwasher, is clogged. How do I unclog whatever the dishwasher? There, there, is, there are a lot of people out there that have the exact model, and there are a lot of creative individuals that said, you know what? This probably could help somebody. I'm going to put it on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, for instance, I didn't know how to change the oil, per se, in my, uh, in my riding mower, but somebody right. had the exact mower and showed me exactly how to do it, and I said, oh, I could do that. So saved me money and I didn't have to take it or normally I'd take it over to my father-in-law and say, hey, either show me or do this for me or, or what have you. And, you know, but I did it myself and now I've done it for the last, you know, every single year because I, but that was a good use of YouTube, you know, yeah. where, yeah. you know, and then there's also things like on Google, um, you know, that they have infographics or like step-by-steps that work really well. And you'd oh, yeah. be surprised. You could probably learn about anything you want to learn on the internet because somebody out there has either figured out how to monetize it, meaning that they know that when you watch their YouTube video of you changing oil on a Husqvarna tractor, every single time they get 100 people to watch it, they might get a dollar. And guess what? Right. 
they'll start making money off that. So there's motivations. And some people are just nice and say, ah, you know what? I fixed this problem. I want to show people I fixed this problem. So, well, that's, yeah. And that's the thing. Like there, there are a lot of good people out there that, that are just like you said, it's like, Hey, I have this problem. I'm gonna figure out how to solve this problem. I'm probably not the only person. So I'm going to replicate this and put it out there for other people so that they don't have to search as hard or work as hard for this information as I did. Yep. And it's that that's, I mean, the, the internet is, what is it, Eric? 70% porn, 30% other people trying to help each other and sell things, <laughs> right? Like that's that, pretty, that, that's I mean, pretty that, accurate, that's, I'm sure. <laughs> that, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's one of the beauties of the internet is that there, there are a lot of people who put stuff out there and yeah, they're, you know, they're trying to make money, you know, sure. that, that's, 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 you know, got to pay your server fees somehow, but you know, a lot of it, there's a lot of good info out there. Well, I mean, you see things like recipes now. You know, recipes are definitely one of those things where, yes, there's a million now. Nowadays, they're definitely, you know, you have to hear their backstory a little bit, and you know, and there's ads all over the place. But by by the time you get to the bottom, you can just straight up look at the the little recipe card and be fine. So, mm-hmm. so nowadays it's a matter of like, yeah, if you want to learn how to cook something, it's real easy. Like five years ago, when I was um, promoted to a stay-at-home dad, I basically cooked a different meal. I I mean, I don't, rem- I know it was at least. I think it was like four or five months straight, a different meal every single day. And yeah. it was just straight up, you know, and it was a challenge for me. I'm like, I've never cooked in my life. Never like zero. I was right. known for eating cereal, but I said, you know, this is a fun little challenge. <laughs> and, and I said, let's find stuff. And another nifty little tool that probably is under underground and under underlooked, you know, because right now Google is your number one website and number one search engine in the world. Uh, right. Number two is YouTube. So we just discussed those, meaning if you're looking for answers, people go to Google and then they go to YouTube before they go to oh, Bing yeah. or anything else. Um, oh, yeah. What is creeping up and becoming a very valuable resource is Pinterest, which you can find. And I'm not super into Pinterest. I play around with it enough, but my wife loves it a lot and she uses it. But Pinterest is really good for how to's and or uh, recipes and a lot of these common problems. You can go to Pinterest and say, and you can create a pin board, for instance. I created one that was about automotive because I never can remember how to, if I would, my battery would die. I could never remember which one is red and which one is black and which, you know, the mm-hmm. plus and the minus stuff. And I said, I'm not going to commit this to memory because it's going to be used once in a blue moon. But if I right. make a board, I could easily access it without even having to Google. And I already know I found the document that was easiest for me to tell. So I found an infographic that was really easy for me to look at. And I said, all right, just going to make like these not important reminders or something. And I made a board and, and just pin that picture, which is a nice resource for me now. And a lot of people are actually using Pinterest to search. They say, Hey, I need a recipe for chicken. And then users have that out there. And now it's all coming back with results and, it's a way to, you know, get more information. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, it's basically sort of a, a custom curated sort of almost its own little, little search results from people who have, who've done similar things. You know, like, you know, like you said, automotive, like little, little tips and tricks, you know, you could bookmark those sites and have them somewhere, or you can just put them all on a pin board and go to your, you know, when you have that problem, you, you can go to that. And I'll tell you, I don't necessarily go to Pinterest for that reason. But there are plenty of times where I end up at Pinterest because you go into Google and you search for a thing and it's going to give you it like it ends up hitting all those other things because you go to Google to find a thing and it's going to serve you up. Here are some YouTube options. And a lot of the links below that are to people's, you know, something that someone has pinned on their Pinterest board 
and then you go there and it kind of cascades out because now you're in you're you're on a pin board with other related topics and it gives you sort of a way to channel your search to similar things and weed out some of the stuff that doesn't apply it, it is a good tool for that i, yeah. I will, and, and, will agree with you on that and and what we've kind of noticed over the years um you know we might i, I know i talk a fair amount of crap on social networks because they could be used for for all types of bad but there are some types right. of good and in ways like these social networks are giving people that don't have web skills the availability to easily transfer their other skills. So I yeah. had a blog before anybody – I had a blog before Facebook was prominent. I could get my thoughts and feelings out to the world because I learned how to do that. There are a lot of right. people that we need thoughts and feelings from the Husqvarna uh, oil change guy. He might not right. have a website, you know. Or these right. people that make these fantastic recipes, they don't have websites, but they can easily post something to Pinterest and or make it a Word document or a PDF or put it on Facebook, you know, wh however it is, whether it be a news forum, a group, you know, we're not necessarily even talking about how forums could help because I think that's a little next right. level. But if you get yeah. into the right niche and get into a group of people that um, know, really know what they're talking about, I mean, as a web designer – getting into a forum and asking some specific sophisticated questions and people are just there to help in general. Um, I mean, even things like Quora, which I'm not sure if you are familiar with is a great resource to get help for things, specific questions. Mm -hmm. um, yep. You know, these are, these are all aspects. I mean, but the basic steps is Googling and really when it comes down to, it, and I think the whole point of you and I even having this conversation is like, this is to better your skills and to make you a more diverse and or uh, you, more more less self less uh, reliant on others more. Well, you're you're right? you're basically building a toolbox. I mean, I can yeah. go next door and 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 borrow a screwdriver and take care of my task and then return the screwdriver, and then a couple of days later go oh hey Nick, go next door and go hey can I borrow this borrow your hammer, and take care of that one task. The, these are ways that you can get a screwdriver for yourself and then you have it for the future and then you you get your hammer and your saw and eventually you'll have a toolbox and you'll be able to not solve all your problems you i mean we all still need to talk to each other and get help from each other and you know that's that's part of the human condition that's part of society that's what helps keep us all together but by that same token you you empower yourself to be able to do some of these things for yourself you know and eventually somebody else needs to borrow a screwdriver and you have one that you can lend them and it all sort of you know creates a, a very nice the circle of life as it were yeah of you know helping each other out at, at some point it's just helpful to you know stop going next door to get that cup of sugar it, it, at, at a certain point, it just makes sense to go to the store and, and buy a five pound sack of sugar for yourself. Sure. Yeah, the conversation really even derived from that because the fact is, you know, and I don't know if this was on a previous episode or anything. I know you and I had conversations. A lot of it's, you know, uh, I was talking about my kids and the fact is like I got them to start making their own lunch. And, right. you know, now now they, they graduated from making mac and cheese to I'll come upstairs uh, from a break from work and they made a straight up cake or, you know, uh, <laughs> Lainey made homemade pizza from scratch. And I'm like, how did you do this? And it's because my goal early on was to teach them utilize the web, utilize your resources. You, you have something that we, I didn't have, we had to have encyclopedias and we had to, you know, Oh yeah. we had like, you have everything at your fingertips. The, the reason I can do what I'm doing today for a job and make websites and stuff is because I decided 
uh, geez, in 2008 or 2010 or whatever, I found a tutorial on the internet how to do a WordPress site. And then I found out that people actually show you how to do it step by step on YouTube. And then slowly I realized, oh, there's these online uh, training courses. And it's like you can go to school for dirt cheap every month just by watching courses. And then next thing you know is I found an app. I could do it on my app. I found podcasts. I found all these things to expand and to learn more. But it all starts from me saying, hey, I'm interested in how do I make a website? Well, you start on Google, you find it, and, and it just this whole knowledge bank. And now it's like, hey, look at what you can do when you open yourself up for it, as opposed to saying, hey, Ron, I have a problem with my ceiling fan. Can you come fix it for me? Well, and, and, you, and, and you make a good point there because it, it runs the full spectrum. Like you might go looking for something that ends up being you know, a thing you're really into and, you know, in your case, you know, turns into a career and that's fantastic. And that's, that's one end of the spectrum. It also runs the other end of it to where I just need to fix my ceiling fan. I'm not looking Mm -hmm. to become, you know, a ceiling fan expert. You know, I'm not looking to manufacture and design new ceiling fans. You know, it, it runs the full spectrum and regardless of which end of that spectrum you're on, there are resources to help you achieve whatever that goal is, whether it's long or short term. Yeah. And, and, and essentially it saves you time, money. I mean, it's in the long run, you can fix a fan from now on. You don't have to pay somebody to fix a fan. Maybe you realize you don't have to buy a new fan, or maybe you realized early on that you did need to buy a new fan. Um, you know, but right. the whole goal is to kind of take ownership and, and, and have the resources available to you that you can make that decision without having to include too many other people. Not to say that you can, I'm not saying don't include people. I'm saying, oh, no, 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 don't, no become reliant on others because that's what's the problem that is what will 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 cut your your ability down so to speak and that was you know my kids could i could make their mac and cheese but i said i think you guys can do it read the directions make your own mac and cheese and now i feel like they've been able to grow and and i they're not crippled to the extent where i was with when it comes to just doing basic household items and like i know for a fact if i can teach myself how to make websites which is pretty complex i can teach myself how to fix a leaky faucet and I'm not going to, you know, didn't need to call a plumber. I just needed to go on good old handy uh, Google, find a couple YouTube videos, uh, type in some exact, like if you know the make and the model, be as specific with your question as possible. And you will find some decent answers. Oh, yeah. So that was just a uh, little brief touch into the world of how you can kind of fix your, your problems by using the technology we have available to us. Exactly. Any last or thoughts, if, Todd, or, or, or comments? I, I would... I would just say, you know, we, every, everything that we said, I think holds true and I think is useful, but you know, you always have the failback that if you have a, if you have something that you, you just having a hard time figuring out, what you do is you hop on Twitter and you go to at Eric Hersey with that's the question. It. That's it. That's it. That's, that's what you do. Absolutely. And I will for sure give you answers. Exactly. So, you know, we're, we're here to help. You can also throw your questions, you know, at, at Cast Todd, and I'll I'll do what I can to, you know, direct you to at Eric Hersey so that he can answer your questions. <laughs> um, and and I think that's probably enough ridiculousness, and that that's as close as I've got to, you know, final final tidbits for this one. Thank you, Eric, resident expert, for your thank expertise you. and, yes, and thank insights. You. Thank you, dear listeners, for uh, hanging in there with us. Uh, hopefully, you found this useful. And until next time, I, I hope y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. 
Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast. 